Disappointment is an emotion that we all experience at various times in our lives to varying degrees. And so if you've been struggling with feelings of disappointment lately, this episode is just for you. I'm going to be sharing some of the ways that I manage disappointments personally, and I hope that it'll be helpful. So enjoy the episode. Welcome to Happy Without Medicine, and I'm your host, Dr. Yuandi, a medical doctor, therapist, and a fierce advocate for your happiness. My mission here is simple, to help professional women just like you create a life you're excited to wake up to. It's time to make the happiness you feel on the inside match the success others see on the outside. Let's get started. Recently, I've come to realize that whenever we feel disappointed, many times it's because we have misplaced expectations. We've either placed high expectations on somebody else or something else external to ourselves. So whether it's a person, a community, a job, or perhaps we have placed unrealistic expectations on ourselves. Now, don't get me wrong, I'm not trying to say that in order to avoid any kind of disappointment in your lifetime, you don't aspire to anything, you don't reach for anything, you don't take risks. No, that's not what I'm saying. I'm also not saying that we don't hold people accountable to a certain standard of expectation. But some of the things that I'm going to share with you today will help you whether you are simultaneously aspiring towards something big, whether it's big goals or big dreams, and you're holding people towards higher standards. And if they happen to let you down in that situation, what do you do? So the first thing that I want to say is that disappointment really sucks. (laughs) It's not a nice feeling at all. Personally, I feel it in the pit of my stomach. When I'm disappointed, I feel it in the, in the pit of my stomach. But it's something, like I say, we all deal with at some point because we're humans engaging with other imperfect humans. And even though it doesn't feel good to be disappointed in yourself, it doesn't feel good to be disappointed in other people. To be very honest, personally, I hardly ever sit in disappointment with other people. And I'm noticing that others have a different experience when it comes to disappointment. I naturally don't have too high of expectations of other people. I feel like generally people are doing their best. And if they let me down, it's because they're human. So if you're a patient of mine, I know sometimes my patients get really worried about disappointing me for canceling appointments. You know, just know I know that you're human. I know that you're doing your best. And in general, I know that people are not intentionally trying to spite me or hurt me when they do disappoint me. And so when it comes to dealing with disappointments sourced from other people, I don't really struggle with that, but what I do struggle with, and you guys have heard me talk about this before, are the high standards that I hold myself to. I tend to feel more disappointment in myself, especially when I feel like I've disappointed somebody else. So if I've let somebody else down, within reason, you know, some things I already know are outside of my boundary, but if it's within my boundary of what I consider to be a reasonable expectation from me, 
and I let the person down, I get disappointed in myself. And so that's something that I'm actively working on, but I'm going to be sharing some of the best ways that I deal with disappointment in general. I remember about six months ago, I disappointed my daughter. And if you're a mom or if you're someone who has little children in your life, you know that it's an awful feeling when you disappoint the little ones, right? So she'd been selected to be a flower girl at an event. So she was meant to be the one who would present the flowers. You know, when a special guest arrives at an event, they roll out the red carpets, the car pulls up, and then this this cute, adorable flower girl who hands the person coming out of the car flower. So my daughter was selected to do that at this event six months ago. But I mixed up the date. I mixed up the date. I mixed up the time. I mixed everything up and she missed the opportunity, so to speak. So somebody else, another cute little girl, ended up giving the guests the flowers. And so Of course, I had to be the one as my daughter is arriving to the event. I got there earlier to help set up and then she came later with her dad and her brother. And as they were arriving, I had to be the one to say, hey, you know, mommy mixed up the date. Mommy mixed up the time. So someone else has given the guest their flowers already. And in that moment, my heart sank because I could see the flash. Even now, I still see it. I could see the flash of disappointment wipe across her face that wave of disappointment just come across her face it's a look that I will never forget and again if you're a mom or you have little ones in your life and you've had to disappoint them one way or the other you probably know what I'm talking about that look of disappointment and how it really hits you in your stomach like I say I feel it in my gut that's where I feel it in my core So you probably know what I'm talking about. But shortly after that, within like a millisecond, her expression changed and she was like, oh, mommy, it's okay." I knew that she was probably processing it all because she was so excited for this. She had practiced. She she had asked me, what do I say? What do I do? And we'd run through it. So I know that she was disappointed. So that flash of disappointment came across her face and she quickly guess processed it and composed herself you know she could have gone into a whining episode she could have gone into a crying spell which would have been completely understandable a way of expressing disappointment for a five-year-old but she didn't do that and I think that also was what broke my heart even more for me it took me a few hours to get over it and at times during the course of the evening I would remember and I'd be like, oh, I feel so bad. But then I would process it and get over it. And then I would remember again. But the more I saw her happy and playing with her friends, the better I felt. And so this takes me to the first point of what I wanted to share. And that is acknowledging the disappointment, accepting the disappointment. I think many times we are very hesitant to own our feelings and our emotions and label them because we have this misconception that if I if I admit that I'm disappointed, if I admit that I'm angry, if I admit that I'm whatever it is, I feel let down, 
then it means I'm weak or it means I'm a selfish person. And that's not true. That's not true. It means you're human. You're a human person interacting with a human, another human person that has real emotions. Just because you are a mature individual or someone who is emotionally mature does not mean that you don't experience these emotions. You're still going to experience these these emotions. It's just that as an emotionally mature person, as someone who has control over your emotions, you don't allow them to dictate how you respond, right? So acknowledging them, because if you don't acknowledge them, what happens is automatically you're suppressing your emotions. And what happens with suppress, you keep suppressing, you keep suppressing, you keep suppressing, but eventually it's going to come out one way or the other. It's going to be really important for you to actually articulate what you are feeling. And so with my daughter, that's what I did. She didn't say she was disappointed, but I made a point to come down to her level and say, hey, I know that you are disappointed because I know that you practiced really hard and you are really looking forward to it. I'm really, really sorry that I mixed up the dates. And so I apologized once again. But in doing that, I help, I have now helped her label that feeling of being let down as disappointment so that in the future, if it were to happen again in a different context or different circumstances. And so you also have to learn how to identify your emotions. You have to learn how to acknowledge them, label them, and accept that this is indeed what I am going through. Because that's going to take you to the next step as to asking yourself, why? Why am I disappointed? Why am I disappointed about this? Is it because it's the next step towards a career goal that I have, meeting an individual and they disappointing me and saying no? Maybe that was something I've been looking forward to because it's the next step in the career goal that I have. Or maybe it is being disappointed because you had a weight loss goal and you didn't meet that goal. What does that mean? Does that mean that you won't be able to fit in this dress that you have really had your eye on? Maybe you are coming up on your 10 year anniversary and a goal that you really had was to fit into your wedding dress or fit into your mom's old wedding dress or whatever that might be. And now that you haven't met this goal, you're disappointed because that dream that you had won't be able to come true, right? So first of all, labeling the disappointment and really getting to the bottom of why it is you're disappointed is the first step towards healing. It's like in a medical practice, as a doctor, I need to be able to diagnose the problem before I can then make recommendations on how to address the problem, how to treat the problem. So diagnosing it, labeling it, accepting that that's what that is, is the very first step to processing the disappointment so that you can move on from it as quickly as possible. Okay, so that's the first thing that I wanted to talk about. So in December of 2013, around the 20th or so of December, my fiance at the time, my husband now of 10 years, he missed his flight. He missed this critical flight. And he was so he was coming from Chicago to Lagos, Nigeria, which is where we would be having our legal wedding first, followed by a traditional wedding ceremony, followed by the more formal wedding where you wear the white dress and all of that. But because I was doing the formal white dress wedding outside of the country, I had to do a legal signing of the papers and all of that 
in the country, in the country of Nigeria. So all that to say that there was a lot happening. It was very busy. My husband had spent the whole night packing and getting ready for his trip. He made it to the airport. He made it to the gate. He fell asleep and missed boarding. Now, that in and of itself was not the biggest deal because he could have just gotten on another flight and made his way to Lagos. But his suitcases, he had two suitcases full of all the stuff that we needed for the wedding. So the groomsmen's ties, the bridesmaids jewelry for the traditional ceremony, his shoes, his suit, all of that was in his suitcases. And because he missed his flight, his suitcases ended up being diverted and it was just this whole thing. And looking back, I'm actually quite surprised that I did not get as upset as I guess everybody else was expecting me to. But I think what it was, was I had made a commitment that I was going to enjoy every aspect of my wedding. I was going to protect my peace by any means necessary. I was going to have a lot of fun. I was going to dance and just have a good time. And so that was my priority. And so the point I'm trying to make is that sometimes when we get so fixated on a certain outcome for a particular situation, whether it's applying for a job or the outlook of a relationship, whether it's a friendship or a relationship with an estranged parent or a sibling, when we get so attached to this vision that we have, when things don't play out the way that we want them to, it is such a recipe for disappointment because those things are outside of our control. You can't control how an estranged mom, for example, maybe you are trying to reconnect with your biological mom, maybe you are adopted and you're trying to reconnect with your biological mom. You can't control how your biological mom is going to respond to you and receive you. All you can control is you, how you feel, protecting your peace, protecting your sanity, protecting how you see yourself, what you believe to be true about yourself. And I know that it can get really, really complicated, but the sooner we let go of the fixation or the commitment to an outcome where the variables are out of our control, the easier it's going to be for us to accept when things don't go the way that we have envisioned them to go. The sooner it is that we can be flexible, be agile, and respond to changes that could potentially be very disappointing and accept the reality of the situation. So I had to accept that my bridesmaids weren't going to be wearing jewelry. I had to accept that potentially the suit that he got may be, may be too short because <laughs> my husband's tall that the suit he gets might be too short. The suit he gets at the last minute might not be the perfect fit and might look really awkward on him. But I say all that to say that I had an amazing time every single day of all the wedding festivities Not everything went according to plan. In fact, many things did not go according to plan. Those things could have had the potential to really disappoint me and frustrate me. But because my only commitment was fun, peace, dancing, (laughs) that was it. That was, those were the only things I could control. Everything else was out of my control. And so even though, yes, I would feel the frustration, I would feel the disappointment, I'd be like, okay, you know what? My only commitment is to my joy, to my peace, to my fun. Everything else is just icing on the cake. 
I'm willing to let it go. So release the commitment that you have to a certain kind of outcome and commit to outcomes that are within your control, okay? So if we're thinking a job, for example, whether you get the job or not, that is not within your control. Right? But if you can remain committed to being thankful for the learning experience, to being thankful for the connections that you've made during the process, to being thankful for the learning and the growth, that is something that you can control. So don't get too attached to a certain outcome, especially if the outcome is going to depend on elements outside of your control. Instead, remain committed to certain outcomes and experiences that are within your control. The last thing that I want to say is that with dealing with disappointment, you want to look at things from a different perspective within the best of your ability. I know that this is something that can be really challenging for many people in various situations, but if you're able to shift your perspective, and I've mentioned this in previous podcasts before, by asking yourself, how is this situation happening for me? What is it about the situation that is happening for me? How is this disappointment happening for my benefit? This is one of my go-to reframes. So this is called a reframe where you look at things from a different point of view. And it's been my go-to reframe for as long as I remember. I eventually get myself to think up and imagine ways that this disappointment is actually working for my benefit. And I admit, like I said, it's not always easy. There have been times when, say, I have missed a flight to a very important engagement. And my first instinct is anger, frustration, regret, disappointment, looking for who to blame, right? Or I've been stuck in traffic and I'm late and I'm like frustrated because I should have left on time and all of those things. In those situations, I really, really try and force myself to zoom out and to see things from a higher perspective. And the truth is that even the most logical of us, some of you are like, well, you can't just make up a story that will make you feel good. But the truth is that even you, as the as logical as you are, you are subject to your emotions. And sometimes we have to evoke those positive emotions in ourselves to offset the negative ones like disappointment. So what I might do is I might somehow think, you know what, you and it's okay. You probably just dodged a bullet by missing the flight and you have avoided some sort of interaction somewhere that could have been harmful for you, right? What if this missing of your flight, this traffic, unexpected delay is something that is happening for you to mitigate a worse event somewhere in somewhere in the future that could have happened if you had been on time, if you had caught that flight, right? So in that situation, I find myself evoking feelings of relief and gratitude. And like I say, it's not always easy. I mean, don't get me wrong. It's not always easy, especially when the weight of that disappointment, where the cost of that disappointment is really high. But if you can get there, it is a helpful strategy that you can use to offset disappointment so that you don't stay there, so you don't linger there. And not being attached to a certain outcome or being fixated or being stuck on things turning out a certain way, like I said in the second point, 
that can really be helpful because then it's easier for you to let go and release what you thought was going to happen and then go on to face the reality of the situation, the current situation and accept it as an even better alternative. So I just wanted to wrap up my story with my daughter. It's interesting, really very interesting. So what I had told you about when she quote unquote missed out on opportunity, that was in November, so about six months ago. Fast forward to April, so just a couple of weeks ago, she was once again invited. This same guest was coming into town for an event and she was once again invited to be the flower girl. And of course, we said yes. And this time I made sure that I had the right date. I made sure that I had the right time. I made sure that we were an hour early because I was not going to allow my baby girl miss this opportunity again. And so she did. And she did wonderfully. She gave such a deep curtsy. She was clear in her welcome. And the feedback that she got was that she was really professional. <laughs> and she, yeah, and by the way, I didn't really coach her. Like she, she was the one who figured out that this is how she was going to curtsy and do all of those things. And so she got really good feedback that she was the best flower girl he's ever had and that she was so professional. They got a picture together and it was just really, really awesome. It really warmed my heart. And of course, I was very proud of her. I was very proud of her before when she was gracious about the disappointment six months ago. And I was proud of her now. I think she would. she did so much better than she probably would have done six months ago. And so I say all that to say that number one, disappointment is a normal part of life, but it's important for us to recognize when we are disappointed. It's important for us to acknowledge when we feel disappointed so that we can start the journey towards processing that. It's also important for us to realize that there are many things outside of our control that if we are so fixated on a certain outcome, because this outcome is contingent on things that we can't control, we have to be prepared to pivot and let go of a certain outcome that we were hoping for and accept the new reality. It's better for us to be committed to outcomes that are within control, such as our inner peace, our joy, our perspective, and the lessons that we're going to glean from the journey and finally, zooming out so that we're able to see things from a bird's eye view and accept that, you know what, this disappointment, one way or the other, is acting on my behalf, is acting for my benefit. I hope you enjoyed this episode. I hope you found it helpful if you're dealing with disappointment right now. If you did, please share it with someone because I'm sure they're going to be able to take one or two points from it that will help them process current or maybe even future or even past disappointments. Until next time, remember that I'm here always advocating for your success and your happiness. Bye. Thank you for joining me, Dr. Yuandi, on the Happy Without Medicine podcast this week. If you enjoyed this episode, I would so appreciate it if you could give it a review on Apple Podcast because it helps Happy Without Medicine pop up when other women are searching for ways to find their happiness again. And visit happywithoutmedicine.com to view the complete show notes and other resources mentioned in today's episode. I'll catch you next time.